One last time. Relax, have a drink with me. We are here to determine the best Beatles song. It had nothing to do with the Beatles. It's just what popped into my head, Mike. Get over it. It happened. <laughs> Welcome Fine. to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen. If this is the first episode you're listening to, stop right now. This is episode eight. This is the championship game for the best Beatles song. You have got homework to do. It is the seven episodes prior. You do not want to miss the twists and turns that have got us to where we're at. Let's start by meeting our panelists first up. Oh, Lord, help me. We're going to start all the way here about, about a mile and a half from my house. Jeff, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Well, neighbor, uh, I'm just over here drinking some of my Florida beer. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. What did I grab? Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I grabbed a peanut butter milk stout. Such a great, Ooh. lovely summer beer. Uh, this is from Left Hand Brewing, and I believe I've had it on here before. But uh, yeah, it's delicious, and you shouldn't drink it in the summer. But, you know, here we are. It's Florida, dude. It's summer all the time here. Oh, it's good, though. I poured myself a glass. I usually drink my bourbon on, on ice. Uh, I'm that guy. Uh, I actually just poured myself a glass right here in my Bardstown Bourbon Company rocks glass. This is just a, a glass of the Davies County bourbon from Lux Row. It is a finishing Cabernet Sauvignon casks. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I've been having this like most of this tournament, I think. This is really tasty, y'all. It is a really tasty bourbon. It's a limited release. If you can find it, find it. Can't speak for the other wine barrel finishes, but the cab is a that cab with the bourbon is a really good flavor. Next up, we're going to Mobile, Alabama. Nathan, my friend, how are you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing very well. I'm ready to make some very difficult decisions. Yes. The Elite Eight is elite in the strongest sense possible. And I am drinking. I've been working really long days lately, and I still have some work to do after we record this at 9.30 at night. Uh, I'm drinking a Gatorade so I can stay hydrated. You mean Powerade, right? We've had this conversation before. It's Powerade. I, I think I got Gatorade this week. Ugh. I usually drink Powerade, but I picked up a Gatorade just because it, uh, it was there, and we had very little left in the store when I went there. That school of the South does not need any more money. <laughs> Next up, Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, same two to you. Chris, I'm doing well. Like Nathan said, I, I got a couple really tough choices ahead. I don't know exactly where I'm going to go on some of them, but I brought a handy friend with me here. Uh, this is called Friend with Two Boats. It just was the beer that I decided to grab. It's I, it's one of the ones that I picked up because it's got a picture. It's got a cool label, and it's a picture of two unicorns riding jet skis. So that's cool. <laughs> Uh, it's from Pipeworks Brewing Company out of Chicago, Illinois, 7.5% ABV. It's it's a it's a sour ale, but it's not too sour. You know, I don't usually drink sours, but this one is actually just extremely refreshing. It's passion fruit, orange juice, and coconut. It basically drinks like a fruit juice. That's it's not delicious. a beer at all. Oh no, it's definitely a beer. Like you you drink drink two or three of these and you'll you'll feel it, but uh, last but certainly not least, my bestie out in Reno, Nevada, Sarah, my friend. Same over to you. How you doing? What are you drinking? Hi, Chris. <laughs> I'm super jealous. Like I would kill to have Jeff's bear right now. Right. But alas, I'm. I'm. Does I know? Oh, they're so good. 
um, designated tonight, though. So I've got just some nice sparkling water. Nothing to cleanse my soul for what's about to happen. Well, we're going we're gonna to jump right in here because uh, this matchup has not been easy. These decisions have been tough. Jeff, you're kicking us off. The four seed from the top left quadrant of the bracket is Norwegian Wood. The two seed is in my life. And Jeff's had some hot takes on both of these before. Let's hear what he has to say here. Yeah, well, there's no stopping now. Uh, I think it's really important that we are completely honest in everything that we do on this show. And it's really important in all of our decisions because what we're doing here matters. These are incredibly difficult but very important decisions. And I take that very seriously. Uh, it's in the name of the show, Boozy Bracketology. I mean, you can tell we care. That's what we're here for. And because of that, I think it's very important that I continue this streak of not allowing my vote to go to In My Life. Because while it is a fantastic song, it is a beautifully written song, it is still not the Beatles' best song. Might You could throw it on a Johnny Cash list, sure. There's actually um, Bette Midler. I think she did a fantastic version of the song. But we're talking about the Beatles here, and we need to vote for the best Beatles song. So in my complete and utter honesty, I swear on uh, this notebook, my vote is going to Norwegian Wood. Norwegian Wood picks up its first vote. The next pick here is going to Nathan. Two great songs. Looking at which one's the better song, I think I've talked a lot each time it's come up how much I love in my life. And I brought up a few like lyrics and examples, and each time I listen to it and like the lyrics, something new just pops up. And and this time it was the opening lyrics. There are places I remember all my life, though some have changed. I mean, I literally moved from Montana to Alabama. And speaking of how life's changed, this song speaks to me on all levels of, of, of my life for, for a long time. Norwegian Wood is a great song. I think it's among uh, Lennon's greatest lyrical compositions. It's a great song. However, sadly, this bird has flown and I need to vote for In My Life. In My Life has got a tie, has tied it up here. It's one to one. Mike, over to you. Well, Sarah mentioned it last time, but I'll mention it again. For for all of the talk, mostly from Sarah, about how revolver-heavy this bracket was, here we have a rubber soul matchup. <laughs> I'm, I know that, I know that uh, she's got to be happy about that. And and we we had a, a help matchup, help album matchup in the last episode that I that I made a point of saying I didn't think was were the two best songs off of that album. Here, I think we got it right. I think these are the two best songs off of Rubber Soul, in, in my opinion. Norwegian Wood's fantastic. After, especially coming where it does in the album, where you know, Dri- Drive My Car is, you know, is a great album opener. But then, then Norwegian Wood comes in and it starts off with that acoustic guitar and you're already like, oh, this is something, this is a little different. This is a change of pace from that opening track. And then that sitar comes in. And you're like, this is not just something different. This is going to be a, a pop album like I've never heard before. Norwegian Wood, fantastic song. In My Life is just that much better, in my opinion. Uh, I 
I real as much as I love Norwegian Wood, I didn't vote for it last time. I'm kind of glad Let It Be isn't here. I think that would have made this a lot tougher of a decision for me. In my life is is just a song that I I just I he, I hear so often in my head. It it just it evokes such powerful feelings. Uh, Nathan said it said it well, uh, especially if you've moved around a lot like I have. Uh, you understand in my life captures the different phases of your of your life and it understands that you'll always love those phases. But when you find the phase where you're in a place where you feel like you belong, and even and even sometimes when those phases don't last and move on to other phases, but in that time, that that's that's the part that you'll you'll love that you love the most in that moment. And I think that's captured very powerfully in my life, not to mention uh, just from a musical composition perspective, it's beautiful as well. In My Life gets my vote. Two to one for In My Life. Sarah, over to you. I'm going to vote for Norwegian Wood. I'm, I'm just, I'm kidding, Mike. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Th- this is kind of where it stops for me. Uh, <laughs> it is a great song. Uh, this is The Rubber Soul. <laughs> <laughs> the the that was great. No, I was literally like soul matchup, but <laughs> of the two best songs on the Rubber Soul album, I would argue against one. Um, that one happens to be Norwegian Wood. I'm still a huge fan of Girl. I don't think that song nearly gets what it deserves. Um, but here we are, and I don't have much to say of the gentleman before me, but. In my life is just it's it's top notch. Um, it is the best song on the Rubber Soul album, and I am moving it along. So I'm trying to figure out why Sarah is such a big Beastie Boys fan. The song "Girls" is a, a catchy song, but I wouldn't say it's up there with Norwegian Water in my life. Girl, we moving not on. plural. <laughs> Girls, plural. I like the way that they walk. Sorry, we're moving <laughs> on. Moving on. I think we found our next bracket. There you go. Chris is licensed to ill. <laughs> All right. We are done. The champion out of the top left quadrant of the bracket ends up being in my life. We're going to find out the lower left quadrant. What's the champion coming out of there? We've got the one seat of something versus the three seat of help. And we're going to bring this over to Nathan to get us started. I'm going to sound like a broken record and say, once again, these are both great songs. There's no bad songs. Um, that we're discussing in this episode. Um, they're all almost perfect, great songs. Something, you know, again, it's a great love song. And maybe it's where I'm in my life, you know, being, you know, a single 39-year-old guy that love songs. I love them, but they don't speak to me as much as to other people that um, are able to experience, you know, relationships and those kind of things. Help is just a song that always speaks to me and even you know in the future you know if i got married that i would still go to help as a song that just you know reassures me helps me talks about the importance of community and connections and friendships my vote goes to help help picks up its first vote the next pick here is going to mike i know i was the lone vote last time against something uh there was a small part of me that that, that, that was just being contrarian because I had a pretty fair inkling where the rest of the panelists were going to go. Uh, but there was also a large part of me that was because Hard Day's Night is my second favorite pre-Rubber Soul uh, Beatles song. 
the first being Ticket to Ride, which I already discussed. But I do adore, as I as I hopefully said last time, because it was a difficult choice. I do adore something, and I think it's such a powerful song, and it does. It was the Beatles taking true advantage of the additional level of sophistication of the sound equipment that they now had. They were they were getting sounds out of their instruments that just were fuller and and it's it sounds when you when you just listen to these two songs back to back in terms of the sound uh, as as was true in the previous matchup as well it just something sound, sounds so much fuller i love the raw energy of early beatles and help is just like hard days night is another one that that has that a lot and it's got this really great underlying message which i talked which i talked about in the previous episode about just this person, you know, Lennon say admitting, "Hey, when when I was younger, I felt confident, and now, I mean, I don't think Lennon was necessarily ever devoid of confidence, but uh, he's like, now I'm willing to admit that, hey, sometimes I need help. There's there there's a powerful statement in that, I think, and I think it's important. But I think with this matchup, I am leaning towards something because it, when I. When I like one of the things I do, I'm doing some, some when I'm trying to make these very difficult decisions, I'm closing my eyes and I'm trying to hear both songs and f- kind of feel which one comes through louder and which one resonates. And, and it's something for me. Uh, and it's, it's the last George song we have left. Uh, if, as, if I'm looking ahead and reading that correctly, I think that having at least one George song in the final four would be very fitting, especially given that, uh, given how, much he grew as a songwriter, especially in those later years uh, of the Beatles. So I'm going to give my vote to something. Something picks up its first vote going to Sarah. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but Jeff had mentioned something um, a few brackets ago that I, I agree with. It's the first time I've ever agreed with you. And I've actually thought about it since you said it. So <laughs> don't get a big head because I still kind of hate your guts, but Jeff made a good point that, over time, the Beatles evolved um, and they still maintain their popularity as they evolved. Uh, and I think you have a lot of people that have, they like early Beatles, they like middle Beatles, they like end Beatles. Obviously, all of us like all Beatles, um, but a lot of people identify with with kind of certain Beatles, like the, I classify them as the Beatles, right? But you have to follow the evolution on this one. Something is the better song here. And I don't want to discredit help. I think it's a great song. And I, I voted, I think for help most of the way here, but something gets my vote. It is a sweet song. It is a love song. It is a George Harrison song. It's the first song he ever wrote. And for it to be where it's at in this bracket means something. If it's the first song they let him write. So my vote goes for something. All right, Jeff, over to you. Well, I think for the first time in my life, I want to just wholeheartedly agree with everything Sarah says. I mean, she almost nails it every time. Uh, and uh, Screw that. Actually, here's something I want to talk about is the fact that I actually completely agree with Nathan contradicting himself on this one. <laughs> because he did mention, I believe, several times that he prefers the later Beatles. And yet voted for help i actually agree with him on the fact that i also prefer a lot of the older beatles and yet i think helps the better song here 
Uh, I think something is. I don't know that it's their best love song. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I think Help is still the better song. Uh, it, it's just something about the way that it hits and those harmonies. They just, I mean, they just kind of punch you right in the face. And from there, it's just, you know, you, you take the ride. And uh, I hate that I have to do this, but I'm voting for Help. Oh, God. It is two to two. Something versus help. Uh, and it's coming down to me here. And what I'll say is this. Uh, you've heard the, the four panelists kind of wax poetic throughout the entirety of this bracket. I can't tell you what a George song is versus a Paul versus a Ringo versus a John. I don't even know if Ringo wrote any songs. Two. Okay. Ringo has two songs and he's Mr. Conductor. <laughs> <laughs> and what, Billy Shears. What I I know what I feel like I bring to this to this this group though is we've got four people here who are very passionate Beatles fans. Uh, some of them have more of a musical background than others, but I am not like a giant Beatles fan. I've heard all the songs, I like a lot of the songs, but I bring a really novice's ear. I'm going strictly off of what gets my juices flowing. Uh, and both these songs at this point, guys, we all know like the, if any of these songs win, I don't think anyone's going to be complaining. So just getting here, as weird as this sounds, is is awesome. It's a pleasure just to be nominated. But one of these songs resonates with me at a very real level, and it's the it's kind of the chaos that goes into help because I I, I thought about this last round when it was help versus yesterday. Yeah, Sarah, I know Sarah's leaving. Bye, Sarah. Nice <laughs> to see you again. I thought about this last time when it was help versus yesterday because. Like when historically with me, like I, I'm, a, I'm an anxious person. I, I struggle with ADHD and and, and uh, earlier in my life a little bit of depression. What I found is that when I really was streaming for help, it was never when I was down. It was when I was overwhelmed. And I think the song "Help" to me perfectly encapsulates that feeling of needing help because that's when he's the pacing of the song when they're when they're asking for help is that it's more fran frantically paced. And I've always seen that that has been a more realistic interpretation of what it's like to be at your wits end. It's never when I'm down. It's when I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed that I'm asking for help. So to me, it's a better song. Uh, and I think I don't know if we ever mentioned it on here, Jeff, have we talked about the DC talk version of that on this on this podcast yet. Or is that only in the discord? I don't know if that's brought up, but yeah. Yeah. So on the as a kid who grew up in church, again, I've mentioned uh anxiety and stuff like that but <laughs> uh i grew up in church and i love i still to this day i love dc talk their album welcome to the freak show was a live studio the live album that they did they recorded and the first thing they did the three of them is they came out and they sang the beatles song help and it's actually to me a really good version of it the three of them kind of harmonize very well i really enjoy it um it's just weird to hear that kick off a christian rock album but hey you know what that's where we're at right now help is moving on and so are we to the next quadrant of the bracket we're in the top right corner of the bracket and this is going to be the one seed day in the life the three seed eleanor rigby mike you're kicking us off well, first of all, Chris, if it helps, uh, one I went to a church service one time and they actually opened with One Tree Hill by U2. So then uh, that was an actual church service. So I don't know. That's not maybe not necessarily as uh, 
as unusual as as you might think. Ah, <laughs> I love this matchup, and I hate this matchup at the same time. It, it's it's fantastic because these are two. This could easily, be, I mean, this is pretty much true of the Elite Eight going forward, but this could easily be a championship game. And we're doing it in the Elite Eight. Uh, these are both, but this is a cool matchup because they're both story songs. They're both, they're both, you know, telling a story. Obviously, Ellen Rigby, it's short, sweet, to the point. Day in the Life is broader, and it's telling a broader story. It's it's a little, it's a little less focused. It's it's not necessarily, I guess, quote unquote, thematically focused. Other than as captured in the title, it's focused on all of these crazy things that can happen in a day, and 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 all that stuff. As a as a musical composition, it's it's simply incredible. Uh, and it, it, again, I think it, it was brought up. Uh, I think it was in the last episode by Nathan about uh, the Beatles having the opportunity to now be in the studio at this point and not have to worry about touring, and they could follow their musical whims to their logical or very frequently illogical conclusions. And and a day in the life, in many ways, is the latter. I, there's no reason this song should work as well as it does, and yet. It it really does. It 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 builds and it ebbs and it weaves and it does all of these interesting things throughout the song. It doesn't feel like a five minute song to me. It's got a lot of interesting instrumentation. It's got cool. Um, it's got it's got d- different cool drum parts, and I love the way that the two disparate parts between the first verse that Lennon sings, the second verse that Paul sings, and then the instrumentation of that second part drifts in under the third part where it comes back to Lennon's melody. It it's simply wonderful. And but I love Eleanor Rigby. I, I adore Eleanor Rigby as a song. It was, I, I think as I said, it was one of my one of the the songs that I discovered I got to college and suddenly Napster was a thing and I had a broadband connection. And uh yeah, yeah, I downloaded music illegally, whatever. The Beatles don't need the money. Um <laughs> And and you know I so that was how I discovered things like Eleanor Rigby and other and other songs like that and it was one of it was one of my first true loves of Beatles songs as I delved into it it's and I, if I sound like I'm stalling it's because I am because I don't know how I want to vote here um, Eleanor Rigby is much more simple and to the point in terms of its themes it's about uh, lonely people and how they just miss connections. I've harped on it before, uh, but it's not, it's a song that, and, and actually Jeff has too. It's a song that does not feature any Beatles playing instruments. Uh, it's, and it's a bold choice, uh, to go with, okay, we're just going to have an orchestra and then we're going to release it as a single, you know, such that other than the harmonies, that's the only way people are going to recognize that it's us. And it's those harmonies. That's, what's going to do it for me. That's, that's where I'm going to make the decision because the harmonies on Eleanor Rigby are incredible. The way that all of their voices blend together. It's a, there's a lot of beautiful things about both of these songs. If I was going to put on one of these right now, and it's the one I've heard more. And and so again, trying to listen with fresh ears and trying to understand, you know, trying to reconnect with these songs in the way that you originally do is what I've been doing a lot. I'm, I'm going with Eleanor Rigby because I think that it accomplishes more Maybe not more in a short amount of time, but it accomplishes about the same amount in a short amount of time. And I really do love those those harmonies on the vocals. I think they're incredible. I won't be I won't be disappointed uh, if Day in the Life moves on. But right right now in this moment, I'm feeling Eleanor Rigby, so let's get my vote. Going over to Sarah. 
what is there left to say that Mike didn't say? Um, for a second there, I thought that we were not going to agree on probably the craziest pick you would expect you and I not to agree on. Um, I think you're right. I mean, nail on the head with everything you said. They're both amazing songs. To me, Eleanor Rigby, just how much it can tell in 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 so little and to me I think it it was where I think Jeff said that he hadn't heard a day in the life before we set up this this bracket and I feel maybe I'm wrong but everyone else knows Eleanor Rigby I, I think it a day in the life you have to appreciate music more I think Eleanor Rigby in itself is so simple so meaningful it probably reaches a broader spectrum of people and also because now I'm depressed and lonely with George Harrison, I'm going to give my vote to Eleanor yeah. Rigby. Eleanor Rigby's up to nothing. Next pick here is going over to Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that uh, you mentioned yet again that Eleanor Rigby would uh, would probably reach a broader spectrum of people when we said the same thing about Blackbird, yet here we are. I don't want to use these words lightly, but I think for me... Eleanor Rigby is the perfect Beatles song. I don't know that most people would agree that it is the quintessential Beatles sound or the quintessential Beatles type of song, but I think it is the perfect example of what they can do. I mean, they brought in, like you mentioned, Mike, another set of incredible musicians. They still managed to uh, work in their incredible harmonies they worked in their incredible story writing, their songwriting. And I mean, to hit back on what Sarah said, it does reach a wider audience. I don't disagree. A Day in the Life is a fantastic song. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it now that I know about it. But Eleanor Rigby is the song for me. So I'm going to Eleanor Rigby. All right. Eleanor Rigby's got a vote going over to Nathan. I mean, my vote doesn't matter because Eleanor Rigby is going on, and I couldn't be happier about that. And I was going to vote for Eleanor Rigby. But knowing that's going to move forward, I need to pay the respect to Day in the Life that it deserves. And I'm going to vote for Day in the Life. Knowing that Eleanor Rigby is going to move on, I'm voting for Day in the Life just because I want to acknowledge how important that song is to me. Uh, so just as a way to contribute to that, um, Day in the Life gets my vote. But I'm very, very happy that Eleanor Rigby is moving forward. Now, Eleanor Rigby is moving forward, and we're moving on to the last decision in the Elite Eight. This one here, we're calling the Chris Quadrant of the Bracket as he made the final pick on both of these. It is going to be the one seat of Hey Jude, the two seat of Strawberry Fields Forever, and we're going over to Sarah to kick us off. Since you picked all these, do you want to just finish this out for us? or? Well, I'm happy to. I know the way that I'm voting. The only thing that I'm very curious of, and I, Mike's a genius, so I feel like he could get me this information. Possibly, I don't know if there's a way to measure this, but I'm curious to know how many people know the song Hey Jude and how many people know the song Strawberry Fields. If I were to guess, I would say Hey Jude is slightly more popular with younger generation. I don't know if that an oxymoron, younger generation of Beatles fans. My niece, she's 18. 
she knows Hey Jude. Probably never heard of Strawberry Fields, even though she's heard it a hundred times. It's probably never stuck with her like Hey Jude has. Uh, and I'm still mad at you guys, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm still really mad at you. And so you can say whatever you want. And do I think the better song is going to move on here? Yes. Am I going to give my vote to Hey Jude? Yes. That's all I got. Yeah. Hey Jude picks up a vote. Next pick here is going to Jeff. Yeah, I, uh, I have no issues with this one. This one's super easy. Uh, this is Hey Jude all the way. I don't know that, I mean, we can use the logic of what Mike has used to put this all together, and judging by that, Hey Jude would have had more views uh, or listens or all of the above. I don't know by how far, because, I mean, Strawberry Fields was our two, but uh, I know in my playlist, uh, Hey Jude is right at the top, so um, I don't I don't have much more to say about either of these. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind, Hey Jude is the one I'm voting for. All right, next pick yours goes to Nathan. This is hard. And I thought the decision would be harder for me. But the song I'm voting for is a song that I think is an important song to me as a person and to the development of the band. I am going to go with Strawberry Fields Forever. I think as a song, it is one of the most well-produced songs. I think lyrically it's great. I said Strawberry Fields Forever. Nothing against Hey Jude, uh, but I need to vote for Strawberry Fields Forever. Strawberry Fields Forever has picked up its first vote going to Mike. So in in the last uh, episode, when I had to choose between Hey Jude and Penny Lane, that was, that was I know I voted for Penny Lane over Hey Jude. It was extraordinarily difficult. And I think there was maybe a small part of me that wanted the Penny Lane versus Strawberry Fields matchup because those were basically like Paul and John kind of writing in parallel songs about places that that were near where they where they grew up uh, and places that they remembered from their childhood. And those two songs are kind of inextricably linked. Those two songs were supposed to be on Sgt. Pepper's. And then uh, the the label was demanding another single. So they released that as a single instead. Uh, so I think that that might have been a little bit of an influencing factor there as far as my vote goes. Hey Jude, though, is another one of those songs that I now also associate in addition to all the other things it's meant to me. It's another song that I associate with my with my daughter because there's another one that I remember uh, we were just being silly one day and she started going na na na. And I, I just said, Hey Jude. And then she started going, no, 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 no. And I would go, Hey Jude is it was, and we went back and forth like that a couple of times. It was, it's funny. She was laughing as it, it was, it was great. It, it, like I said, I've, I've said this a couple of times in these past episodes, trying to approach these with fresh ears and remove the sentiment. That's a fool's errand with the Beatles. It really, uh, the, the biggest thing you can remove went from that is trying to reconnect with how you felt with the song before you heard it a thousand times. Strawberry Fields Forever is a tremendous composition of music. It is the Beatles, it is, or Lennon at least, at, at, at a creative peak. You know, obviously I know the other Beatles contributed as well. Uh, it is probably the more important song as it, it had, it had a way of demonstrating these are, these are the, the boundaries of what you consider popular rock music 
break those down. It doesn't matter. Like you can do whatever and you can still make something melodic and beautiful and that is going to catch, you know, connect with people. Strawberry Fields Forever is tremendous song, but to me, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff said something with, with, um, when he was talking about Ellen Rigby about what, what captures, what truly does capture the Beatles as a band. It's Hey Jude. Hey Jude is that it evokes that communal sense that they had of their songwriting. They would, they were, they were an open arm band. They, they, they brought everybody in. Uh, if you've ever seen the video for Hey Jude, when they hit the Nana part and everybody climbs up onto the stage and it's great. And you know, and you know, it's interesting. I'll just say, I'll just say one more thing. I know I'm rambling. Uh, they call it boozy bracketology for a reason. Cheers. Uh, folks have talked about, um, don't, don't carry the world upon your shoulders. To me, I've always loved, I love that line, but I think I always love even more the, the, the kind of follow-up line that Paul didn't even like, but John insisted he leave it in. Cause he said that was the best line in the song, which is the movement you need is on your shoulders. For a long time, I didn't get it. And for me, what it means is the movement you need is on your shoulders because you need to shrug and you need to say, oh, well, what the hell? Go for it. Open up. Let her, let her under your skin. All that stuff. And you never know what amazing things will happen. That's true in my life. Hey, Jude, I'm voting to move it on and keep this out of Chris's hands. Hey, Jude is moving on. We've got our final four. We're jumping right into it. On the left side of the bracket, we've got the two seed in my life against the three seed of help. And we're going to start it off with Jeff. Uh, well, I think we all know which way this is going. Um, yep. <laughs> I, I, I want to point out, I don't hate in my life. I just don't think it deserves to be where it is. And I again, I think it's a great song. I think it's incredible, uh, incredibly written. I just don't think the Beatles did it the best. Help, however, resonates on so many levels lyrically. Uh, I love the musicality of it. Uh, there's just so many great parts to it, and I think it's really deserved its spot here. Um, fighting, I would say, a pretty hard battle to get here. I mean, it beats uh, all you need is love. It beat yesterday. It beat something. I think people aren't giving help enough credit. It is and has been an incredible song up to this point. For me, if I have to go between these two songs and using the logic of Chris, uh, if I'm going to put a song on right now, what do I want to listen to? I'm always going to want to listen to help. Help's got it for me. Well, uh, I, I can safely say I, I didn't think this would ever happen, but I have officially found a point of similarity between john lennon and trent reznor and that's that johnny cash has done better versions of both of their songs according to jeff gore (laughs) help has got its first vote next vote goes to nathan this is incredibly difficult i had a coworker one time that used to hate it when i used a certain phrase and i'm sure people don't like the phrase in general it's kind of dark, but that phrase is, you know, when I mean, when I need to make a tough decision, I'll sometimes say, gun to my head, what would I choose? And if I had a metaphorical gun to my head right now saying, choose one of these two songs, I don't know what would happen um, because it's a tough choice to make. 
Help is a song that had, these are both songs that have been there for me in very difficult times. Help, you know, I will give all the credit that it's due. It helped, it, it helped me at times, you know, think about my anxiety and um, loneliness at times and the inability to ask for help. And in my life has really spoken to me time after time, um, you know, losing my father, moving so much. These are such both important songs to me um, that it's almost impossible to choose, but I have to. And, and I want to as well. I think the song I'm going to choose, and this is, again, the hardest vote I think I've made in the tournament because it's been there at the lowest points in my life ever since I discovered the Beatles in college. I'm going to have to give it to in my life. And that's a very difficult decision. If help moves on, I will be very, very happy to see it go against Elder Rigby or Hey Jude. But my vote goes to In My Life. In My Life picks up a vote. Next pick here is going to Mike. Yeah, I agree. This is a very tough matchup. Uh, I, I, I like the way the final four ended up shaking out. Obviously, I had no idea how this was going to go uh, when I created the bracket, but obviously I voted for a George song because I thought George deserved a spot in the final four, but it's very interesting how these are two Lennon compositions in one side of the final four. And then we're going to have two McCartney compositions on their side of the final four. So, and it makes it, it just makes it interesting to me. I don't think we've mentioned yet about help that help does something really interesting. And it was something that I don't think I ever completely realized until I was going back and, and listening to these songs again. I think if you asked most people, you know, to, to say, okay, what, you know, help, what is that song? What, what does it, you know, sing a part of that song? They would probably sing the intro. They would sing help. I need somebody. That's, that's the, it grabs you basically by the throat, like right off the bat, like intro, intro to the whole album, intro to the whole thing. It does that. They never come back to that. And I don't think I ever realized that it's, it, it's the Beatles were doing so many subtly interesting things, even as much as we like to say, you know, Oh yeah, the Beatles, the earlier stuff, it blends together a little bit. They did a lot of really subtly interesting things with some of the way that they composed their music. And I don't, I think, don't think that should be taken for granted. You know, help. It starts that way, but then that's not the chorus of the song. The chorus of the song is the help, help me if you can. I'm feeling down, and that that crescendos into the please, please help me part. I'm not going to try and hit that falsetto. You're welcome. In my life is also an interesting composition because it really doesn't have a chorus to speak of. I guess it it he he does come back to the to repeat the part uh at the end the 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 tail end of the second verse at the very end but it really but it doesn't even have a chorus but just the concept of in my life the the in my life part is the part naturally it's the title of the song it's the part that speaks to you and the, the way that lennon structures it is just is so elegant because the first verse and pseudo chorus in my life part ends with in my life, I've loved them all, which he's basically Testament that, that is, that's kind of an early precursor to the, the beetle, the broader Beatles thing about, you know, love, love as a broader concept and, you know, and that, and that kind of stuff. But then the second part, he goes in my life, I love you. I'll love you more. It's an incredible 
statement. And it's an incredible, the way that the song drifts in and it's a subtle build, but the build is there. I, I love that help kicks you in the face and it's great. I, I, and I love that in an opening song to a, to a album. And I just love it in a song in general in my life resonates to me on a deep, deeper level than help. And I do think I help. I think help is an important song for the Beatles. I think it is a song that is sometimes underappreciated. And I'm really, really glad, even though, even though, like I said, I didn't didn't vote for it last time, but I, I'm really glad that it made it this far because I think that truly underscores its importance, both as a Beatles song and also as a song that I think maybe people sometimes overlook because it is earlier Beatles, but it really was showed tremendous growth w- with them as artists and lyricists and, um, and just it's, it, it addresses important concepts. In My Life is the song that resonates with me more. It's the song that sticks with me more. And so I have to give it my vote here. And I apologize again for rambling, like I said. Boozy. In My Life has picked up its second vote. Sarah, it's over to you. So I have not voted for help, I don't think, at all. But Mike, you you just made an amazing point that I never actually thought about when you're breaking down this song that it it does it, it grabs you the initial punch in the face and but that's not the chorus. And I don't know that I ever put two and two together. Um I do think I voted for help like the very first very first round um because it did kind of provide this desperation uh that i think a lot of people feel and and chris had mentioned previously too it just kind of gives you this sense of desperation that you need help but in my life is the only love song left and i say love song not just like it, it to me again it doesn't just have to be about someone you love like a spouse um anyone in your life anyone that means something to you it it covers both and so in my life is going to move on in my life is moving on oh it's secured its spot in the championship game it's time to see what it's going to going to be going up against nathan you're kicking us off here I'm not even going to read the seedings. You've got Eleanor Rigby against Hey Jude. Please don't make me pick first. <laughs> late. I know. This, yeah. I believe I voted against Hey Jude last round because it was up against a song I really liked. Eleanor Rigby, I think we've, I mean, we've said great things about both these songs, and I don't think there is a wrong decision. You know, we've got, oh boy, I am going to just rip out the Band-Aid and make a decision on what I think the better Beatles song is. And that song is, it's my vote, and that is Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby locks up its first vote. The next vote here goes to Mike. Ah, crap. Ah, yeah, like 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 Nathan, I he didn't want to go first. I I I don't know when I want to go. There's there's no there's no time that's going to make this an easy decision. Gosh. There are, both of these songs have things that truly highlight what what made one of some of the things that made the Beatles great. I was just looking up actually cuz I was I was trying to remember and and I was pretty sure it was the case and it totally is. 
I remember listening, and at, at this point in time, when the, when the Beatles one compilation album came out, I had a little bit more of a foundation on the Beatles. I didn't grow up listening to their entire discography. It wasn't until later that I got to do a deep dive, and Beatles one was sort of was sort of a gateway a little bit beyond a couple of the songs that I downloaded off of Napster. <clears throat> uh, Statute of Limitations, hopefully, being what it is. And looking at this track list of of the Beatles one, which is the, the, you know, their, their number one hits. Eleanor Rigby hits at essentially the midway point of the album, slightly more, but it hits after 15 straight guitar songs for essentially, uh, you, you know, a couple of, a couple of acoustic songs and there's, there's some variations in there, but, but I, I'm just, I can only imagine how it must've, seemed to a popular music audience to all of a sudden hear that song come come in and and just be like wait what is what is this are the beatles even like i don't even know if most people consciously realized the beatles aren't playing any instruments on this song but the harmonies it's another song it's it's very similar to help the first thing you hear is their vocal harmonies that draw you into the song and it's and it it conjures it up it's ah look at all the lonely people you wonder, like people who were listening to that, had they ever even thought about that? Have they ever looked at all the lonely people? They thought about the lonely people. It's an incredibly powerful piece of music, and it's so, it's so brief. Like it's only, a, it's barely a two minute, two minutes. It's two minutes and change. It evokes so much in that time. Hey Jude, obviously not so brief. It's an extended composition, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't tell a story the way Eleanor Rigby does. It it attempts to connect to its audience. Its audience being a person named Jude. You know, we we it's it was actually originally for Hey Jules. It was for you know John Lennon's kid. That was where the initial melody came from, and then McCartney adapted it. But it, but it's interesting because even though he's singing to Jude, it so often feels like he's singing to you. Uh, if, if you've ever seen the movie, uh, was I think it was called Yesterday, uh, about the, the where the guy like wakes up in a world where somehow creates this time vortex and and wakes up in a world where he's the only person who remembers the Beatles, and then he somehow teams with Ed Sheeran and Ed Sheeran convinces him to change Hey Jude to Hey Dude. It's it's actually pretty funny. That's a total side note. But it's it's um again I'm rambling because again I don't know how to pick. I think this is this is a tremendous matchup of two Paul songs, but my gut shot is the one that I think is the broader composition, the one that I think incorporates more of the things of the Beatles that that people love and connect to, and and captures the band a little more in their essence. Is Hey Jude? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Hey Jude. One to one over to Sarah. I'm honestly a little surprised by that. I'm going to be short on this one because if I doubt myself too much, I just I just can't do that. So I've said it a few times before, Eleanor Rigby is just a masterpiece of writing. The the amount of feeling and emotion that they can get in such a short song and you and you know, you don't have to analyze, is this really what the song means? Is this what the song's about? It it's just concise. Hey Jude, great song. When people think of the Beatles, do they think of Hey Jude over Eleanor Rigby? Probably. 
Hey Jude has a lot of na 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 They they don't. It doesn't tell such a great story in just a few lines. So I'm gonna give my vote to Eleanor Rigney. I just think the writing itself makes that song so great. Yeah, Eleanor Rigby. Two to one for Eleanor Rigby going to Jeff. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Who was so to me, this is the final matchup. Time expires. We're tied. Everyone goes home happy. Mm. I don't know why we're choosing between either one of these songs. These are the best two songs. So here we are. Like I said, we make some really important decisions around here, folks. These things carry a lot of weight. Uh, I don't know. So here's here's my problem. I've already exclaimed Eleanor Rigby is the perfect song. I didn't say necessarily that it captured the Beatles in what the Beatles essence is the best, but it is the perfect song. The problem with that is the song that I think captures the Beatle essence the best is Hey Jude. I mean, I completely agree with Mike on that. So here we are. We have the perfect song versus the best song. What the hell do we do? (laughs) You know, sometimes... Uh, there's this saying that you know I, I heard from a friend a while back. Sometime gun to your head, what do you do? <laughs> I gotta go, Eleanor Rigby. And with that, Eleanor Rigby moves its way to the championship game. It is going to be, oh my gosh, in my life, taking on Eleanor Rigby to find out what the best Beatles song of all time is. Mike, you're kicking us off here, but before we do, <laughs> let's take a look back at, and see how did each of these songs get here? Because In My Life went through Happiness is a Warm Gun, Across the Universe, Revelation, Revolution, not Revelation, sorry, Norwegian Wood, and Help to get to the championship game. Eleanor Rigby went through Please Please Me, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Here Comes the Sun, Day in the Life, and Hey Jude. We just, that right there, most of those songs could have been in this position, but we're down to these two. Mike, hmm. kick us off. Chris, I, I actually really want to thank you for doing that because it brought something to my attention that was obviously not a, well, I don't want to say obviously, hopefully it's obvious. It was not an intended function of the bracket it just worked out that way this is in my life's first competition against a non-john song in the final and i don't think i realized that until you re- you read that off and that's incredible because i think that for me in my life is probably the best primarily john composed song so in that sense, based on the gamut that it had to run to get here, I think that I think that it belongs here. And obviously I voted for it last round. So I know that, you know, to me, yeah, it belongs. It belongs in the final round. I'm not sure I voted for I voted against it. Meanwhile, uh, regardless of which Paul song it had faced against, I would have voted against at least once. Eleanor Rigby had went through a John song, a George song, uh, uh, a who knows who wrote what song because it it it's had a, a more interesting journey I would say uh, over the Beatles discography. 
none of that matters because really at the end of the day, this is where we're at in any, in any bracket. And it, it doesn't matter what you do to get there. It only matters that you arrive. Which of these two is the better Beatles song? When I look at these two, the first thing I think of, and this is going to seem really silly and weird, uh, maybe, but where's Ringo? I cannot, there are so many Beatles songs. I can hear the drum part in my head. There's no, there is no drum part in Eleanor Rigby and I can't hear the drum part of in my life. Where's Ringo with the fact that we got to the, we got to this final round and I just, I feel like that's, that's a presence that that's missing to me. Uh, I don't, I, which isn't to take anything away from these two songs, which I love both of them. E- either of these songs could easily be chosen as the best Beatles song in my opinion. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad uh, championship round at all. It, it's not the one that I probably would have anticipated, but I do think it is a great showcase of songwriting. Not necess- and, and actually, this may, maybe goes to something that Jeff has been has kind of harped on a little bit here and there. I don't necess- this isn't the greatest showman, showcase of musicianship in terms of the Beatles. But I think in terms of songwriting, it probably is. This is peak Lennon versus peak McCartney. These are two incredible compositions and they're both in, in my life gets at something that is, you know, deep and, and I think it connects to a lot of people in a lot of ways. And Eleanor Rigby tells this broader story in, in it's introspection versus outrospection, extrospection. I don't know if that's, I don't know either one of those are words, but it, that's kind of the thing. I am yet again rambling, and I sincerely apologize. I will hand it off to my, my fellow panelists. I'm trying to justify my vote, but what my gut tells me is, in spite of my vote last time, between these two, I lean towards Eleanor Rigby. It's got, I, it's got the harmonies. I love the story. I think it evokes, both of these vo- evoke powerful emotions, but I think that the uh, emotions that are evoked by Eleanor Rigby are maybe a little more, a little more powerful in terms of broadening your perception of the world, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it. So I'm going to vote for Eleanor Rigby. Next vote goes to Sarah. Well, I have not voted against either of these songs. And I don't really want to vote against one of them now. But I have somewhat of an idea how the, the cards will play out on this one. And yeah, I mean, what everyone, you know, we've all been saying that about both these songs this entire time. Um, I, Mike's exactly right. Uh, is it the Beatles' essence? No. Is it peak? Yes. So, with that said, I'm. I straight up. I try to think of not just my opinion, but what other people may think as well. This one is straight up my opinion. My preferred song. In my life has just too much meaning to me to vote against. Um, both of these songs deserve to be here, but emotionally, I, I, my edge goes to In My Life. In My Life picks up its first vote. Next pick here, going to Jeff. I don't think I have anything to add that I haven't said already. Eleanor Rigby is the vote for me. Short, simple, to the point. Nathan, it's two to one in favor of Eleanor Rigby. It's over to you. I feel like all the pressure is on me because I either vote for In My Life 
and sent to Chris, <laughs> or I vote for Eleanor Rigby and give it to Eleanor Rigby. Yes, there's a lot of pressure ice, here. Ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get out of here. I think both of these songs speak to me. In my life, speaks to me just because you know everything I've talked about. But Eleanor Rigby also speaks to me um, as a person who often feels lonely, like like Eleanor Rigby and, and Father McKenzie. And it's, they're such great songs. I don't think I've voted against either of these songs either. And as Mike was talking for about, what, 35 minutes, um, I was able to listen yeah, yeah. to <laughs> both these songs prepping for this. And both songs spoke to me. Even though I never vote against either of these songs, I got to vote for one of them and vote against one of them. And I think in terms of what the better song is, I think I'm going to go ahead and give Eleanor Rigby the win. And with that, Eleanor Rigby is your champion. Holy crap. Whew. It kind of feels fitting that it ended there, but Eleanor Rigby, we have determined, is the best Beatles song of all time. Do you agree? Do you disagree? A couple places you can tell us. Facebook is The Lounge, Fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, or head on over to ptebb.com slash Discord. Join our Discord server. And honestly, there's a Boozy Bracketology opinion section on there. Tell us what you think, because I have a feeling the four of us will be rather active. For the four of us, because Sarah's not on the Discord. She has a life. <laughs> if you enjoy what we do here at Boozy Bracketology, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your home for all of our bonus content. Not just Boozy Bracketology, but the pub trivia experience as well. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to say when we sit down to record Boozy Revisited for this bracket. Oh, We will save all of our feelings and emotions for Boozy Revisited right there on Patreon. For now, we'll just say, coming up next month on the Boozy Bracketology podcast, we are diving headfirst in. We are going back to our roots, back into the core of 90s pop culture. We are determining what the best 90s sitcom of all time is. Oh, is it Monks or is it Central Perk? We're going to find out. For Boozy Bracketology, I have been Chris. I've been Jeff. I'm Nathan. I'm Mike. And I'm Sarah. We will see you next month. Have a good one.